Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I am your host, Caleb Nelson, and I've got my friend, Mr. Jim Lamont, on the show with me today. Jim, thanks for joining me, brother. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Caleb. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to this. I'm glad you're healed up. We were just talking a little about overcoming ailments as, as you're going through these shifts in your life, just traveling around and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, super happy that you're on the mend. Super happy we get to share some time together and just just be just be friends here together and and hope share hopefully share some insights for for the the audience um, it feels good to just feel good <laughs> yeah isn't that a strange thought like how many times we take for granted just feeling good on the day-to-day and then you get sick and you're like or even like you stub your toe and it yeah. maybe like you had a hangnail or something like that for a week and it's just those those little nuisances and all of a sudden they're gone you're like well oh this is nice. I oh. should have appreciated that. And may, maybe we unpack that a little bit more with letting go of some nuisances, but well, I, I will be polite in talking about that. <laughs> Ooh, that could be good. Well, let me start here. I like to, I have really no structure to this podcast. This other, aside from this opening thing I like to do, I like to share with my guests why I appreciate them because I believe as a society, we should start telling each other why we love each other more. I have this little thought that that might be a great step in the first direction of the little thing called world peace. So with that in mind, you just shared a couple of things that I was already thinking about beforehand, but before I even hopped on, one of the things is you're so people focused and service focused. You're like, I want to make sure I can share with others what's in it for them. And especially in this day and age, people get so centered on themselves. They forget to look out how to provide, they forget to look out and see how you can provide value for others, which at the end of the day, that's how you reap the reward. It's a give and take, not just a take and a take. And that that simple operating premise, I think, is something if nothing, if somebody like hops out of the episode after this moment right now, just start there. Be others focused and great things are going to happen because you actually have the space to serve them. You know what's going on there. And the cool part that I think that that led into, and you said it as well before, is you're about embracing the unknown and the challenges that come with that. Not everybody takes that leap of faith when they are confronted with opportunity because there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of fear that comes with that. Those just those two things right off the rip, my friend, it's like that sits really powerfully with me. It takes courage. It takes courage for both of those things not knowing quote unquote if it's going to work out and and i just admire you for that thank you you know living with faith and and people can take that word however they they want they can apply it you know religiously spiritually but i i tend to apply it to any aspect of my life just not not knowing stepping with a uh with a with a confidence not that i always have that confidence in myself no and I think this is a popular misnomer. People think they can just have confidence. No, action begets confidence. It's something I, I, I remember hearing a year, and it's the tr- taking action to develop a confidence. And when we start having more of a confidence in ourself, I think it only enhances the ability to step in faith. Mm-hmm. Without confidence, it's a lot more challenging. At least I, I, I believe so.
I it's I, I love that because now I think that makes confidence a little less maybe scary for anybody who feels like it's a binary thing. I either have it or I don't. Now it's more, oh, I can cultivate it. What's the first step I can take in cultivating that? It, it makes us feel less lacking, more just I haven't I haven't done the reps. I haven't done flexed the muscle enough to build that. 100%. Far more humanizing. And, um, and I think it makes a lot of space for more people to grow and not feel like they have to be be there to be worthy of any effort. No action, you know, to that point too, and not to get all cliche today, but you know, another okay. thing that, that was, that I, I remember hearing regarding confidence was, you know, understanding that we all start in a, in a place where, especially if we're do, trying to develop, develop confidence with something new and I'll never forget hearing. Okay. Um, I want to be successful. I want to be a success in a particular area. Well, I first have to be the first three letters of success in that thing in order to get there. So family friendly, I don't know, but we first have to suck at something before we can be successful at it. Understanding that, again, removing this idea that I have to be perfect because there's no such thing. It's just live with excellence, keep stepping and realize that it's a process. And let's face it, a lot of people don't want to go through the process. That's the that's why I think it's important to surround yourself with the right people. That's that key element of, and we can maybe unpack that at some point. But that's been a big, big part of my life. You got to surround yourself with the right people. Otherwise, if we're trying to do this success by ourselves, it's a, it's it's infinitely more challenging without that environment of people that are going to right encourage or understand be there support you know without that makes it i think it makes it a lot tougher I, I don't know how you feel about that i think it's actually impossible because no matter what you do in this life to achieve any success you have to work with others even just a client you need clients to create financial success you are working with them some could even say you're working for them in many ways not the other way around you need them. And they're the ones who are going to give you the best feedback on where you should go next, because they're going to say, here's the new problem I have that you helped me realize after I solved the first problem. Mm -hmm. And that I am a rock, I am an island thing. I, I don't see it as a real thing. People no. think that I just got here. I'm a self-made this. You did a lot of consistent decisions to keep growing. Sure. But I think that that is something, no matter where somebody starts on the well, on the the ladder, the socioeconomic or any any other, some people are going to have certain advantages, but it also comes with other disadvantages. And people think it's the same thing as we said before. You either have confidence or you don't. Maybe you came in with a better skill set for this, or maybe not. But you, no matter what, you did not do it yourself to grow to X level, to what role you want to know. Caleb, we didn't do it ourselves, And I like to remind myself, somebody had to take me out of my mother's womb. I didn't get come out of it myself. Wow. If nothing else, that like, <laughs> that simple premise 
that's it. You had to be fed. You had to be nurtured. Yeah. Embrace that. Embrace that idea. No matter what you're accomplishing, you never do it alone. I mean, there's, you know, there's so much, um, you know, uh, talk about, um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll overuse things like being authentic or being grateful, but I'm a fundamentals guy. And I do believe, you know, you, you stay rooted in gratitude. You don't have to be posting it all over the place in social, just walk in gratitude, right. And step in with gratitude, realizing I didn't accomplish anything really on my own. Um, and that, to me, that's the foundational place to begin any success journey. And then, you know, with that foundation and being able to connect with others, that energy we put out, right? I think then that's, it's just, again, the process that most people, let's face it, life is busy. Life is hectic. The speed of technology keeps bombarding us more and more and more incessantly. If we don't simplify, if we don't prune, if we don't get intentional about where we want to go. It doesn't happen by itself. It starts with us, but remember, right? We've got to then bring people in and 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 partner up and connect. Even clients, right? We've got to connect, creating abundant exchange where it is win win add value. And again, I, not to chase a rabbit or what have you, but the idea of of being able to first provide value to others. I think, you know, once you do that, you can open up the doors to then create abundant exchange. But come on, we both know you got to provide value to others. At least I think I think it's evident to to, to, to you. You, you got to provide, provide value. Thousand, thousand percent. I have, anytime I've ever... <clears throat> It was this was actually on a pod there was in a teaser I put out a couple weeks ago um, from the time of this recording. Uh, a friend of mine was discussing something her mentor said, and uh, how do you put it? Because she is in the performing arts, and she said her her mentor um, was talking about anxiety, and that when you're feeling anxious, you're thinking about the wrong person. You're thinking about you. You want to get rid of it, start thinking about who you're serving. Anxiety goes away. Yes. I think that that was such a profound thing. Clearly, I'm still talking about it. It sticks. Yeah. And, and I know whenever I'm at an impasse in my life, I just go, who can I help? On the most fundamental, it could be I'm going to buy somebody coffee and listen to them for five minutes. It might just be that. The, yeah. I've noticed every single time I do that, it just triggers a shift and I start to see new opportunities and how I can be of service. It's not, what can I charge for right now? What can I make money on? What can I sell somebody? It's never that. And the second I start doing that, all of my creativity, you mm -hmm. might as well just dump it out the window every time. Yeah. The second I go back into how can I be of service to those that need it right now, abundance shows up because I think that the exercise of gratitude puts you in a place to serve because you realize you have enough. You already are enough. And being that allows you to show up with a wholeness that 
is a it's a it's a it's a true exchange it's i'm i'm really here to serve you yeah. zero expectations and of course as i think that's a great it sets the frame for reciprocity when people naturally like don't feel like they're on the hook they're like wow they really loved on me today how do yeah. I, I got to support that person like that that was genuine that was authentic you used that word before that was yeah. authentic generosity i think fundamentally everybody wants to get on that bandwagon but you have to ground yourself first in the gratitude you're speaking of oh gosh I, I i think we all want to make an impact but on some level again we were created to make an impact um but you know the world needs every thing and we were all created for something it's finding that i think that brings most most peace but to your point about the anxiety and you know Perhaps we are talking about people that work in a sales profession. Okay, let's let's you know stay there for a second. And let's face it, sales makes the world go round. It's not a dirty word. No. It, every business needs it to survive. <clears throat> and again, it just makes the world go round. You know, embracing that thought. But when we, but when we do get anxious about the process, quite often it is we're putting the spotlight on ourselves. Instead of taking it off ourselves, just put the spotlight on that other person saying, what do they need? How can I solve their problem? Right? When we put that spotlight on them, you know, again, this is not about me. This is about helping somebody else. That basic idea, and unfortunately, we, we do. We live in a world where people, you know, you know, get pressured by others and they're working in in, in environments that that are you know not not good for their soul so really this intentionality I go back to gratitude and intentionality being intentional with how you want to live your life the steps you want to take with wh what do you want to do where do you want to live and if you don't know those things find proper mentorship I'm a big believer in find proper mentorship to help you do that but you may not have all the answers you may not have a circle right find proper mentorship that can help you go in that direction. People like like yourself with what you do and some of the other friends I have, you know, they're, that's what their calling is to help others. Well, you know what? We don't have all, always the answers ourselves. So seek, seeking out that mentorship, um, I think has is, is been, I know, huge in my life um, as far as where I've gone. To just be around somebody who's been there and sometimes to say like, hey, cool, you're like, you're in it right now. And that's where you're supposed to be. Most people are just looking to find out where they are on the GPS. They want to know where they're at on the map. They have an idea where they want to go with the goal, but they're stuck somewhere in that middle. And we're so wrapped up in binary on, off, right, wrong, good, bad. Like there's a transition phase. Yes. Am I going the right direction? Well, first you got to know where you're at, then which direction you're pointing. Like that's yeah. a, if you have somebody who's been there, who's walked the path, it makes it a little easier. That's that's it, and it reduces that overall anxiety. I'm talking about smoothing out learning curves. That's that's something you know. I like to say finding, you know, the proper, you know, interviewing people. Don't just you know or get a good referral. Again, if you need help and direction, smooth that your learning curve. Find people that, that can help you do that because it's it. There's no greater investment than investing in, in yourself. We've heard that 
But I think, again, a lot of people, they just, they hear it, but they don't let it sink in. And that breaks my heart. There's too many people. Too many people, and the numbers, I think, uh, dictate they're not doing what they were created to do. And look, life's not perfect. Sometimes we got to do things in order to do the thing we love. And that's okay, right? It's learning about how to maybe structure hours or be a little bit more disciplined, right, about how to do that. But having that at, that attitude of, you know, you maybe do have to suck first in order to, some of the things, these building blocks we've talked about, to have the confidence. But don't ever think that you, that any of us are, are born with it. Now we all started naked and, 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 and scared and not knowing anything. And it's through our early programming that we can't avoid that, man. We can't avoid that. The neural pathways that's backed by science. I'm, and I, and I'm no, you know, science guy or whatever, but you can't deny we, no one gets out of childhood alive, man. Or just making peace with it for the rest of our life, or at least learning how to maybe. But but I think it's don't you think it's if you stay there and look at it as a what was me as opposed to saying, you know what, here's my attitude. We all have baggage. We all have baggage. Accept it. But I'm gonna find intentionally the people and surround myself with the people that will help me unpack it. Well, I think in that, not just unpacking it. I think what people eventually find is like, that's where their superpower like lies. What if the thing that caused you the most pain is actually what's going to show you exactly what your purpose is in this lifetime? Mm. What I, a bizarre I, concept. <laughs> no, it is. No, but you're, you're nailing on something that pain can absolutely be used. 100%. I think it's a matter of perspective, how we choose, how we choose to see it, right? And that's where I, I, again, I go back to, as you're going through the pain, never stop in, in learning how to intentionally connect with others. Because that's one of the, the strongest things that has changed my life over the last couple of years, last few years. You know, I decided, made a de remember, you, you, you got to decide first, right? We have a thought, we have to then decide to do something, but the key, the key part is taking the action. And I took action through, when we were going through COVID and, and, and other challenges to connect with others, I went, ah, oh, brilliant idea. Let me get online and, and create this virtual coffee concept and really just send people voice message, messages in a, in a very intentional way. I wanted to know their story, hear their story, and learn about them. And guess what? Those resulted in some really awesome friendships from around the world. But it started with me being a little afraid. I don't know how they're going to react or whatever. Do it anyway. And now I've got people all around the world that are part of that circle that actually have seen me through some of the toughest things that that I've ever could have gone through these last few years I had no confidence at one point in my life zero it was burned to the ground man and I had to rebuild that but 
that 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 concept, that other concept, reap and sow. What I did was I I knew I needed confidence. So this is the other I think nugget that I I absolutely wanted to share with you and your listeners. It's not it's look there's there's nothing new under the sun. Probably a lot of this you've heard before, but it's what what do we act upon? Well, the, the you know the the reaping and sowing. I wanted more confidence. Yeah, selfish. I wanted it. What I what did I start doing? I started planting confidence in others, and it came back to me tenfold because like it or not most people numbers dictate this again have self-worth issues on some level some level they may appear to be all confident or whatever but on some level we're all dealing with it man take off the mask take off the mask and just just face it according to others notice it comes back to that again right others Made a lot of great references to the naked concept being open and vulnerable. Yes. You're sharing a lot of like wisdom right now. And obviously we, there's a place where all this started. I want to make sure you also have a proper opportunity to introduce yourself to this. Cause we've just, we've just dove right in, which I love. Right in. I love it. Let's do this. Like, you know, yourself better than I share with the listeners, Jim, who are you? Well, thank you for asking, you know, who am I? Well, Today, um, I'm a man who embraces living the life he was created to live today. But I had to go through um, nearly 20 years in a career that I was good at. But what I realized after 20 years is that my ladder was up against the wrong wall. And that was like, now what? Right now, what? And very fortunate, I had a I had I had a supporting cast around me that allowed me to do a deep dive into going down the path of looking within myself. And during that time of looking within myself, what got laid on my heart was I love triangles. I love the number three. I love the Trinity. Trinity Growth Solutions is my business, my vision within that laid upon my heart, simplify lives more successfully. So ultimately, the idea of simplifying and pruning and becoming more intentional evolved. Now, my vision, and I do anything to, to really fulfill this vision under Trinity Growth Solutions, it's about elevating others to live the life that they were created to live. Mm -hmm. So I, I go about that in a few different ways, but that in a nutshell, it's all about living the life I was created for and helping others live the life they were created for. And I use the experiences from my life, what I realized. And I do have a simple three-step process that I take people through, but um, at the heart of it, it's others focused, man. I ask that question that way every time because I love the difference is in responses. I love how you open that and how it there's just like this interwoven story to like, oh, this is, happens to be what I do now. I just loved that. That was really cool. So thank you for just sharing it in that way. Thank you. Man. So I think that there's that 
I don't know if it's a rock bottom moment or there's that aha moment. You're like, you're just alluding to it. Like something in my heart said, my ladder's up against the wrong wall. Yeah. Can you take us through that a little bit and then describe like maybe a little more in detail, like how that shifted? Obviously you said talk about mentorship and things like that. But I yeah. think people don't like when that, that's usually a, I feel like a chaotic moment for people. And they're like, how do I make sense of this? Can you take us through that? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you know, I said, I was, you know, when when you think the, of the of, of the term triple threat, like in entertainment, you might think of a guy like Hugh Jackman, a guy from The Greatest Showman, right? He could sing, dance, act, or maybe like in sports, you hear the term triple threat. And I'm going to go old school with a guy like Bo Jackson. Everyone remembers like Bo knows commercials, right? And if anyone ever saw Bo Jackson play baseball, you know, he, here he is, a Heisman Trophy winning running back, and he decides to play professional baseball, as if anyone could just do that, right? He does. And if anyone saw him play for the Kansas City Royals, they can they, they would know he hit for power, ran for speed, and could throw the ball a, a country mile. And all they have to do is Google Bo Jackson, Harold Reynolds, and go be mind-blown with how far he threw the baseball. So all my life, I was like a triple threat. You know, I, I you know, people assumed they saw, you know, a, a good-looking guy. They saw a, a um, smart guy, successful guy. The only problem was that they never really knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I was a triple threat, and 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 I am a triple threat differently now. But back then, for most of my life, I number one. The, so the problem was my triple threatness could actually kill me and or hurt others. Okay. Number one, people really never knew me. I battled depression my whole life seeking perfection. And that led to me being an alcohol abuser for many years. Twice I was pulled over by the police, never arrested. Once I even drove from the Jersey Shore all the way to Long Island and never knew how I how I got there. That led to a life of almost two decades of being a verbal abuser. So yeah, I've been a triple threat. And um, I made a decision that it wasn't going to be the way I was going to end my life. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to continue down that path. So I, when I left my career, I had that moment of who the heck am I? My, my life was wrapped in a, in a career, but it wasn't who I was. So that's why I started the intense internal journey, looking within and taking the, the really raw steps to remove those masks. Then I looked outside of myself to something bigger than myself. I call it my spiritual development. So I had the personal development and the spiritual development component. And that's where a lot of people go, Caleb. They'll go there and that'll be enough. But what I realized that wasn't enough. And what I decided is, is I needed to take it further. So I call it my secret sauce and I call it relational development. And that was where I needed to develop a circle around me because I wasn't happy with what I had around me. And it wasn't a rock bottom moment. It was a hovering for a long time. 
And then I, I finally, where it just crashed in terms of not having the confidence. So again, little by little, these three components rebuilt my life to overcome the triple threadedness, to eventually go on the path towards a better life. Things are going well. And then boom, another gut punch. Another gut punch last year where my wife of, of, of 25 years said she didn't love me anymore. And guess what? I had to, what I say to be pivot with purpose. I had to pivot with purpose. And my three-step process, I was able to then implement it again. Just bring it back out and say, okay, follow these steps. Keep following these steps. You can get through this massive gut punch change. Because let's face it, people face loss every day. They lose jobs, relationships. So I, I went back to that process. Okay, because guess what? Life's going to keep hitting us, man. Like it or not, we're going to keep getting hit. So I don't know if that if that was concise enough, but I wanted to give you an idea of kind of who I was, kind of what I've been going through. And man, I'm only discovering who I was created to be now here in my early 50s. And man, I'm just getting started. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I think that well, a couple of things came to mind as you're sharing that. I think that the you talked about the mask mm -hmm. of uh, let's call it the high performer, somebody who's good at stuff. And uh, you had said it as people didn't actually know who I was. They knew me as I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as like they knew you as your skill set, but yeah. not what was within that. And you talked about the depression that essentially coincided with that. I think that that is something that is not spoken about. It's a, it's a weird, it's a strange curse at the same time, like being the, the, the gifts are also the curse if we allow them to be, because we sometimes just pigeonhole ourselves as like, Oh, I got validation for being good at this thing. So I guess I'll keep going at being good at this thing, not realizing underneath it's sometimes rotting the that soulful foundation that you were talking about that spiritual development the who am i piece i think it's starting to become more part of the common culture or at least part of maybe kind of the common narrative and people understanding and willing to talk about it most people alluded to it as like the the typical midlife crisis kind of stuff but midlife is can be at any point if we the the, the timeline but that especially the way you said it about like you talk about abusing alcohol well you didn't identify as an al alcoholic it was that was a symptom of the actual problem that the um your purpose wasn't really that was in alignment with who you are right wasn't being you weren't putting the actions into that so of course the energy like how do you i mean essentially people just numb out on on the thing, whether it's booze or sex or drugs or whatever. You know, I'm glad like, you caught that about alcoholic or alcohol abuser, because you know what? It was a coping mechanism. Hmm. Coping mechanism. And that doesn't mean I take I, I take the that topic lightly with anyone who who is. Okay. But what I've learned 
through certain changes in my life that if I wanted to, I could, but I choose not to. I, I choose to live life without alcohol now. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the decisions I went to be my optimal self. If I wanted a glass of wine, but I'm not even going to rationalize it. I'm, what my point is, it was a coping mechanism in large part in my life because, right, not living authentically. Okay. Um, perhaps realizing subconsciously that maybe even relationally in, in my world, I wasn't surrounded with other growth-minded people that really wanted to see me be at my best. That's a hard one sometimes because we have these people around us that we love, but maybe maybe they're not good for us. That, those are some tough decisions, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the highest addiction of them all. The fear of loneliness leads to human addiction in whatever form you want to put it in. And we don't even see it. We don't even see it because they're just so afraid of being lonely. Right. And the pervasiveness of social media for validation. Well, we can go off on a tangent there. Have I been perfect with it? No. But my, my point is that's a topic, the you know, how we seek right validation through social and stuff instead of real that that addiction is very real just is and um we're afraid to be quiet by ourselves, lonely and i'm i'm just as guilty during this kind of last stretch in my life where because i have a personal process whatever that process is for you or anyone develop something that you can go to to get through tough times. Don't just try to wing it. Whether again, maybe it's just that circle of friends. I came up with something that I needed, right? And it's my go-to. I can get to go back. And yeah, maybe help others who are dealing with similar loss. Give them something because I, I think we are. I believe you know um, systems and structure are not dirty words they lead to freedom they lead to freedom it's a path share with us that process because i think that that's where the hard part is especially if we're talking about if we're going to start putting up uh the fun word of boundaries with relationships whether we're excluding them altogether or just reframing what that relationship looks like where do we start? And I love hearing everybody's different steps because, hey, everybody's need, like that process is going to work best for somebody else. It might not be mine, might be not maybe my wife's, but but every can if they can find their own personal one, gleaning those lessons, I think is so powerful. I, I'd love to hear your. You said it was a three step process. I've heard the triple threat part as well. I mean, it might be one yeah. of your taglines. What's your triple threat? That could be a fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I no, I know, and well, you know, with with a TED talk that I'm due to deliver at the end of April, my first one, I'll be touching on that, on that topic. My, my idea, you know, my big idea is people make a lot of this way more complicated than it needs to be. I think going back to the basics and simplicity provides clarity. So, you know, nothing that again, I'm sharing, I think is earth shattering 
but it's the small, seemingly inconsequential things we do day in and day out that produce results. And, and a lot of, quite frankly, unless you have strong, strong motivation or strong reason to do, quite often we do fail. That's why I'm a bit, first of all, accountability. So that's why if I can reverse engineer, have the right people in your life, first and foremost. But for me, the process started with that. I looked within and I go, I, I didn't like what I saw. It wasn't aligning with what was outside. I needed to create that alignment. So if you don't like what, what you're putting out to the world and it doesn't align with who you are on the inside, that is the almost definition of stress. <laughs> we're just, we're out of alignment with who we are, right? Big unnecessary fake, fr unnecessary friction being plugged into the system, yeah. Yeah, so deciding to say, okay. And then I, I love personal development, but I think some people take that word and get all like, you know, cringy about it. What I, what I like about personal development is just, you know, just trying to become a better person. And there are people out there who've done the, the, the work. Um, but I think the key is we have a FOMO society. If anyone doesn't know, fear of missing out. We want to take in all this information, be lifelong learners, but not at, you know, applying. The key is applying. So my, my path is find the person or information that resonates and drill down deep, not wide. That's a big hack. Drill down deep. Well, but what if this person has something? No, you know what? That's where I, I eliminated that thought. And I just drilled down and that, that helped me become more aligned with my in, inside outside. But that was, again, just looking within. I had, I felt that that second step about looking at something bigger than myself was the real start, was the real start of getting it off of me. But I had to get, kind of hit the reset button internally because I didn't like what I saw. But I did something about it. There's the key. We don't have to, no one's put a gun to our head. We can be miserable, be in... in but for those that want to get real, take off the mask. Because to your point, life, and I think the world is becoming more accepting. We got some work to do in the area of, of, of mental health, but we're, we're going down the right paths. We're going well, about down the right paths. I'd like to float this concept by you. I actually don't, I think that mental health and physical health right now or the lack thereof, the crises that we speak of out there, right? There's the obesity and then there's the suicide stuff right now. I actually don't think that those are the problem. I think those are the symptoms of the problem. Go I ahead. believe it is a spiritual health crisis. The concept around, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I'm doing this all for. It's a sense of identity and purpose. Those two things, we've lost touch with that mainly because of you know we we float these other concepts of religions and whatnot we've lost a sense of like what's this all for and when there's no hope because we don't know what we're doing it for what's the point whatever i'll numb out on food or whatever or that's I the byproduct the byproduct uh, that's what byproduct the obesity and, and all that stuff is because yeah. of lack of hope and knowing what we were created for you're 100 i'm right there with you that 
the hardest part about that is saying that that's the problem because like we're talking about it means you have to like it's not the answer's not out there it's here and you got to sit with your shit that's scary the amount of people who can't sit for one minute still with no music no sounds no nothing but just like be there yes is astounding no it's crazy but they've got to pick up the phone and, and play uh words with friends game or something they just can't be I, alone the, the the biggest one of the key lessons my daughter's 18 going to college next year and if there's one th- concept i want her to understand and this is for your listeners the one concept you can get your hands around this one you'll be in a far better place going forward number one is realizing hey not a hundred percent of what happens to you is your fault but a hundred percent of how you react is on you even when it's not your fault or whatever you can react and own things oh but i don't want to no you have that choice but you 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 own how you react that's what we have power over the reaction right what we do with it simple not easy uh, that, that final statement there of course is the most chat like difficult part for i think for people to wrap their head around that's a tough one for people to grapple with this concept of the victim mindset this is being fed to us if you think about it what we're taking in all the noise goes back to our point of get quiet intentionally get quiet build that so routines you know the bookend routines of morning and evening routines is, is one of the key things that started with me and, and maybe contributed in large part. It's going to sound silly, maybe to people who are listening to this, but I was someone that, and, and, and not because I was raised to do this, but I believe in that concept of make your bed, start your day off right. How you do that, you do everything. It's just the way I, and I don't, it wasn't drilled into my head it was like almost like programmed in me i just feel like that's the right thing to do but i was with someone that could keep the bed unmade all day now we could joke about those things and 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 that's fine but sometimes they do lead to bigger differences in in mindset and growth and all that kind of stuff and they might be just early little warning signs i don't know but those routines of of morning and evening so much i think starts there we can't control the shit that happens in between but you can control how you start your day and how you choose to end your day quietness unpacking some peace and and bringing that into our life get a bit the fundamentals that i often talk about fundamentals i think that that's i ascribe to the same concept and i think you know make your bet is kind of a a generic in many ways it's a generic kind of like start with this but what's something I see it as what you talked about earlier, making this pursuit of confidence more uh, palatable and more real. Start mm-hmm. with something like cool Prove to yourself. You can make your bed, prove to yourself. You can make your bed a week in a row, prove yourself. You can make your bed for a month straight. 
all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's not about making the bed. It's I could commit to a habit that matters to me. Can I, can I share something about, because that's, this is one of my favorite stories. I used to, I've, I've always worked out. I've always had that in my life, but I always despised the rowing machine for some reason. I just despised it. I'd, I'd walk by it and like spit on the dang thing. Well, I had the idea. I'm getting older. My joints, I got friends who are getting knee replacements, hip replacements. I'm like, what could I do that? Give me a good cardio workout. And it, it, inevitably it came back to rowing. So I get myself this rowing machine, but but the power of accountability, you know, when I found an accountability partner and we, and we said, how are we going to develop this habit? Took an index card, put one to a hundred on there. The concept of just a red X man right there on the fridge, right there on the fridge. So together, again, the, the idea of building a habit, visible with the red X's, accountability partner, these basic fundamentals. Rowing is now one of the fa my favorite things to do. And I started with just at a certain um, amount of time. I think I did like, my first row was like eight minutes and then I would add 15 seconds each day. And we went a hundred days in a row. Um, Maribel Rainish, big shout out to Maribel, my dear friend from Houston, Texas, who needs to be on your show sometime because she's she's an amazing uh, mutual friend of ours from our global organization. Well, I will gladly have her on. I think that would be fantastic. I love what you're saying there because it's almost the same thing we're talking about before your pain becomes your passion that it's it or your purpose and all like you just said you like you love rowing now what i think that and this could bring it back to earlier in our conversation when you talked about perfectionism there's the all or nothing i'm either confident or i'm not confident i'm either good at rowing or i'm not good at rowing if your identity is i'm good at stuff and you start on something and you're not the best or with whatever range that means where you're like i'm yeah. good all of a sudden like there's no point as opposed to i want to develop a skill how do i start that that i know i can it it, it takes it's the same concept we talked about it's like how i react to stuff is is all of my responsibility though something like you can't know that if a car is going to hit you today but like and have a broken right. leg for a while but how you, you're the one who can decide if you're going to do the physical therapy and you're the one who can decide I'm going to get back on the erg and be able to row again. Those right. are your choices. That path that you talked about there where you allowed yourself the space to say, I care about this bigger thing of being healthy. Mm -hmm. Where can I start? I happen to have this vehicle. Let's start here. And going back to your, your tried and true habits, Oh, accountability seems to always be my thing. Cool. Well, let me start there. Who care? Who gives a damn about me enough? And also probably wants to do something similar. Let's go on this journey together and make it 15 seconds a day. I mean, come on. That's that's not a lot. It's not, it sounds ridiculous. In fact, probably a good idea that it was almost laughable for it yes. to be just that much. Yes. And just keep building on it, build on. And you know, the biggest joy was watching Marvel eventually hit her her goal weight she wanted to look better and feel better for her family right and watching her hit that just you want to talk about fill in my bucket right i got just as much joy out of that as developing you know the habit for myself because again 
I think we, you know, this idea we are, um, you know, communal beings. We, you know, we we want to be part of something, and when we're doing life together, right? That's what it's all about, man. I think I know that we, you know, real joy, real joy is found in relationships. We're not going to be on our deathbed asking for degrees. Okay, we're not going to be asking for you know how you know, our bank book and. We know these, and this is nothing earth shattering people, right? It's slowing down enough. Simplify your life more successfully, simplify. And just really pay attention. Who are you? Where do you wanna go, right? If we don't be worried about what other people, this, again, this idea of we're so worried, right? About what other people are doing, it steals our joy. The, the comparison stuff, all this basic stuff. We can go all day about basic fundamentals. But what are you going to do about it? Start small, start today. I love what you just brought up, the uh, deathbed stuff. I actually have a blog post I wrote about, and it was one of the more fundamental personal um meditations i've done for myself i've i've delivered as well as a guided meditation but it's titled who's holding your hand on your deathbed now the reason why i'm sharing this is because many people have heard of like write your eulogy and all that stuff right it's always what were your accomplishments and all the things i achieved and like for me it never landed it's like i don't know what i'm gonna achieve it is what it is and it's just seems like stuff like uh all i see it is like i stood on this podium for this and i stood on that did not fill my cup in any way, shape, or form. Similar to you, relationships drive me. So when I switched it to that, oh, now what do I care about? So the relation, the the meditation goes sim simple. Like I'm here, my last breaths. I'm in the room. Who's who's holding my? And then I start to reflect on well, what are the journeys we went on together? Yeah. What have they taught me about myself? one other final concept in there that I think you might really enjoy. I believe everybody is are a mirror of us. And especially like for me, I, when I do this meditation, it always comes down to, it's my wife holding my hand. And I believe she is the mirror to my heart. And she is going to be the one who shows me my purpose in this lifetime. What does that person see in me? Is it my values? Is it the thing? What I loved about you saying about with your your friend Maribel who did the rowing with you, like your joy in seeing her succeed, mm -hmm. I think in many ways shows us it's an inspiration of I can do that too, whatever that might be. Yeah. Some element of that. I think I love your deeper piece to this. It's not just about cool, I checked another habit off my list. It's I'm here and enjoying and celebrating other people's victories just as much as it was my own. Like it's the enriching, fully encompassing part that I thought was really beautiful in your story there. Thank you. No, I appreciate that because world, I, 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 I just think needs more of that. Too many people were more alone than ever with all this social media and staying in our own tunnels. We're just, that, that reminder, go out and intentionally build your circle, develop relationships, experience things together. 
man, that's just, that's, that's to me, that's, that's everything. And I, I love, I love, you know, um, the fact that we've unpacked these things here today. It's just been such joy. I really, really, really dig in our, our conversation, man. Amen. I, I hope in some way, shape or form, these types of conversations inspire others to be real. Like having no other intention than I want to get to know you is a great place to start in all conversations. And I've learned most people are willing to go there if you're willing to go there, especially since nobody actually, nobody is, that's a, I should never speak in absolutes, but almost nobody simply asks, hey, how are you doing? And genuinely wants to know. If you actually are curious and want to understand somebody, most people, the, the bar is so incredibly low for how unseen and unheard people feel in their day-to-day. -day. A simple gesture of like, hey, I, I want to give a shit about you for five minutes. Tell me a little bit. There's such a beautiful wealth of depth and relationship collateral, essentially, that you can have and feel more connected than ever just by doing yeah. that. It doesn't have to be magical. Well, it is the results magical, but the process is not. I, you're hitting the, so much of my joy these last few years in rebuilding my my life has come through rebuilding my circle. And I think that we don't want to, I don't want to mislead anybody. I think starting that way absolutely is the way to go. Adding value, asking how people, people want to be seen and heard because too often they're not. They want to be seen and heard. But at some point, by the way, once you establish that, it's okay then to have some exchange. Because eventually, if you keep just being nice, unfortunately, we live in a world, people will get cynical and eventually they'll, a lot of times they'll avoid those relationships. And they won't go because, again, they're kind of suspicious now, eventually. But the opening up part and developing, it's okay to then, again, have that abundant exchange with them. Yeah. Right? That's a key thing. I think we get a, maybe a little bit of a friend, just want to be, no, no, look, life, I don't like the word busy. I say it all the time. I don't like it. I, I, I prefer to say I'm spinning a lot of plates right now because the more you get to know me, you'll hear a mentor shared this with me and, and it's stuck. You know, busy is just another word for being lazy with your calendar, man. <laughs> I'm like, I, I kind of dig that. Be disciplined with your calendar. You, you, it's your life. Live your life. Don't be pulled around by the electronic dog leashes and other things, right? Live your life. I think you'll like this. I shifted a couple of years ago. I had a friend of mine. He's a health coach. I saw a social media post he did and it hit and said, I changed saying I am busy to my life is full. Flipped everything on its head because it, I filled it with things that I enjoy. Yes. And if there's things I'm not yes. enjoying, like, no, I can let it go. I like your statement around how busy is framed though. That's those two pieces. Remember though, right, Caleb? Um, 
under we the power of of being able to say no to other people in a professional way come up with come up with a way rather than you know feeling bad about saying no right how that demoralizes people we could learn to just say hey you know what I'll tell you what let me check my calendar and you know and and I'll get back to you but don't over that over committing leads to so much of this lack of joy right this over committing inability to say no learning how to say no politely is I think there's real power there too right a gracious no leads to an appreciation when there's a full-hearted yes as my dog is really wanting a full-hearted yes for the <laughs> treats that he knows are floating sure. here little dude owns me the second i'm on this you want a treat from daddy there you go he gets me every time i loved what you said there that's lazy an excuse to be lazy with your calendar oh that hit that really hit that really hit mm -hmm. jim i'm just grateful for you man like this i i don't take it for granted that these I feel very privileged to be able to have these types of conversations with people. Not, people don't have to choose to be open and vulnerable. And what I was appreciating, you've kind of, you've said it a few times throughout this conversation is that I'm like, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking. It's all, it's nothing new, but especially in something like a mentorship or a consulting or a coaching, or a, let's call it a, that kind of relationship, a service of that level, that type of exchange. I think that that forces this concept of authenticity of like, by the way, here was my flaws. Here's where I've been. These were the things I struggle with because ultimately somebody is saying, I get it. There's all the tools, all the, in there's, there's more information than we know what to do with out there in the universe. And chat GPT is only making it easier to get access to. Hello. But the person I'm willing to go deep with and sit with these uncomfortable truths, I need to feel safe enough. And the only way to do that is to see them as authentic or truthful or have been there enough to say, okay, I believe you can house this conversation with me. I like the language you use. I like the tone. I like, I see much of myself and where I want to be and how you got there. I align with that. That's why I think there's coaching will never go out of style. It will forever be a business simply because of this deeply personal aspect to it. There is no cookie cutter thing. There is, I want to be around somebody who's going to help me find my own space, but I kind of like their general path and how they explain it. And the humility to say, listen, I know I'm not saying rocket science that hasn't been said before is part of that. Well, I mean, at least for somebody who wants, I, I'm the kind of guy who wants to hear somebody like, I don't know. When I hear somebody say, I don't know, like, cool, we can be friends. If somebody coming from a little bit of my background, I think, you know, this grew up in a cult and all that. Like when somebody yeah. proclaims to know all and everything, I go, that is a liability waiting to happen. 100% run quickly run quickly you got to be able to make fun of yourself and you got to be able to say i don't know because how the hell are you going to grow if you don't if you only think you only know everything you know 
the whole oh boy, you want to talk about another huge topic for another day, but two words that I have near and dear to my heart. And, I'm, and as I observe people uh, to form my own intentional connections, do they have intellectual humility? Because the older I get, the, the less I truly, and people will like maybe frown upon this statement, the less I know. And that's why I'm always looking to learn and, and not only learn, but apply. Really, it's learn and apply, learn and apply. Learn, do, teach. Learn, do, teach. Learn, do, teach. Man. Right? Brother, you just keep bringing joy to my day. You really well, do. <laughs> I appreciate you too. And and you have so much to offer uh, in your in from your experience and and your your views of and your heart for others. This is just to, you know, together, this is how, you know, one person at a time we can change the world. All right. So let's go do it. Heck yeah. Let's do this. If somebody's listening right now and they're like, this guy, Jim, just speaks to me. Tyson, daddy is talking right now. <laughs> He's going to enter the conversation for the... He's going to enter yes. for the exit. Here he is. The little there we go. In full form. Somebody's like, yo, I need some of this in my life. I, I need to go on my own journey. And I, I hear this. I hear what I want to become. And I want that safe space to be able to work through these challenging things. And Jim sounds like the right guy. How would somebody best connect with you? Sure. I, to, the, the two best ways. First of all, if they are on LinkedIn, please connect with me there. Um, that's where, you know, most of my um, connections with people that are growth-minded tend to come from that, that, that space. But they can also email me directly. And it's simply jim at trinitygrowthsolutions.com. Uh, Jim at trinitygrowthsolutions.com. Beautiful. Well, for anybody who's listening, don't worry if you didn't catch all of that, it will be in the show notes. So look no further. It'll be there for you, unless you want to rewind and hear his lovely voice again. Um, before we go, my friend, any final parting thoughts, any wisdom, any final things you'd like to share with our audience that they can uh, have as their final takeaway? Yeah, um, real simply. Okay. You know, each person that's listening, you all have greatness inside of you. But here's the, here, here's the more important part of it. It's your job, yours, to go out and find it. Okay? Pivot towards your greatness and always, always, always pivot with purpose. That for sure is going in the teaser right there. That hit, that hits on all levels, my friend. Yeah. Amen. Real joy uh, today, Caleb, and uh, look forward to continue to watch your journey. And, and please, let's keep in touch. Thank you, my friend. Everybody who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure to go check out the show notes to connect with Jim. Just, I'm just grateful for you, brother. I'm so excited to see where this friendship grows to. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for your TED Talk. That's going to be very, very cool. So people should always look out for that too and find that on. I'm sure that'll be posted on on some social medias after as well. I will I will hit you up as well to maybe share it out with 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 the folks that want to listen. All right. Mm -hmm. Just sharing the link. 100 percent Again, everybody go check out the show notes, connect with Jim. You, you will you will be happy you did. 
That's all we got for today. Until next time, I remind you to love everybody.